재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We've got a really interesting people in Seoul for you this week. I'm joined by a key participant and co-coordinator of a worldwide festival that's going on right now, at least partially in Seoul. Perhaps you didn't even know it, and it's held in more than 30 countries. Part of a cultural movement to bring art alive beyond limits of time, space, and content. At least that's the stated goal of the one-month festival. It's going on every day through the end of the month. And I'm joined now by Che Kang-hee, who is a composer, coordinator, and performer in the one-month festival. Hi, Kang-hee. Hello, Kurt. Okay, so one month. It's been going on since July 1st, and it goes on all month. Um, and anybody can kind of patch in and take part in it as a performer or just as a spectator. Tell me a little bit more about the one-month festival, kind of the, the idea behind it. Yeah, uh, as the name indicates, one-month festival is a project which hosts concerts worldwide for mm. the whole month of July. Uh, it's a festival, obviously, and at the same time, it's a cultural movement to cultivate arts life in our daily lives. And it's organized for the purpose of creating a cultural environment where arts can be enjoyed, not just for a day, but for a month. And not just for a month, but for every day, eventually. Now, the backbone of this concert, I mean, it's technology. It's social media linking up all of these separate performances, right? right? So basically, uh, anybody... Anywhere who's got something to uh, to show can set up a streaming point, point a camera at themselves, or point a smartphone at right, themselves, yes. and just do it. And then it's part of the one month festival. They have to go through the process of registering with you. Yes, but it's still open ended. Even if somebody wants to do a performance next week, they can they can do it with you, right? As long as you register your show, you're you're free to perform. Yeah. So it's this sort of sub-network. It's kind of like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you said it's concerts mainly. So right. it's, it's music, um, but it's not really typical music. And it goes beyond music too, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yes. Uh, this time we try to overcome the limitation of space and genres and forms. So we kind of open for everyone who agrees with the purpose of the festival and also... Um, who has something to express themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, we have painters, philosopher, and even shaman. Shaman? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if, I, if, if I'm a shaman, I can point uh, my smartphone at myself and uh, just do a, a live, perhaps, shamanistic ritual. Yeah, traditional ritual. Or perhaps if I'm a Buddhist monk, I can do a Dharma talk sure. or something like that. Sure. And this, you know, this scales to anyone anywhere around mm-hmm. the world that wants mm-hmm. to patch in. How old is the idea of the festival? Has it been going on a long time? Uh, this year marks the third anniversary. I the mean, third. third year, yeah. Okay. And uh, you're performing today, is that right? Right. What time? Uh, it'll be 2 p.m. 2 p.m. So if you want to uh, look up the later on, we'll tell you how to connect to this uh, to the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. But at 2 p.m., you're going to uh, set up a streaming point, and you're going to do what? Um, it's part of my conversation series, and uh, I go somewhere that has a special, I mean, various acoustic characteristics. Okay. And first, I let people listen to the sound of the place. Then I join with my sound, uh-huh. so I perform. 
Okay. And I saw you've got your little carrying case of uh, recording gear, uh, which I uh, asked you to let me inspect. It's a cool sort of set of mixers and microphones. So you're sort of a one-man studio, mobile studio. When you say specific acoustic uh, characteristics, what do you mean? What, today when you perform at 2 p.m., what are those special acoustic characteristics going to be? Um, the place will be windy and there will be some sort of uh, water streams around the place wind it's very hard it picks up very strangely on microphones it just kind of distorts Mm -hmm. so what are you going to do about that uh i'm going to put some wind chimes okay to to convert the sound ah so wind chimes a little bit of babbling brook running water and you say that you dip into that sound first before you even start playing the music and then are you composing on the fly improvise for the series okay and there will be a special guest each time I do the series, uh-huh. um, there will be different guests. It's not your first performance of the festival, right? Didn't you perform last week? Uh, I've done like three or four times already. Already. And I have like ten more upcoming shows. Wow. Let's talk about last week's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- you, what did you do for that? Same thing? By, a, by a, a windy place, by a brook, or what? No, I went to an abandoned mine uh-huh. to perform this, the series. Abandoned mine. Yeah. And uh, the same kind of thing? You set up your electronic keyboard, that yes. sort of thing? Um, and there was a, a guest a performer, a violinist. A violinist? Yes. So you're, uh, you're taking advantage, I imagine, of the sort of echo in yes. an abandoned mine, mm-hmm. sort of an underground thing. We've actually got a sound clip from that. You improvising with electronic music and the violinist improvising with his violin in this sort of uh, echoey abandoned mind space. Let's give that a quick listen. So yeah, I, that's I, I don't know how to even characterize that. Is it? It's it's kind of haunting. It's ambient. Is there a proper word to use to describe what this genre of music is? Um, I call it experimental music. Experimental. That sounds really good. <sighs> uh, yeah, perhaps you might even apply like new age or something. It's mm. just kind of what you and technology come up with at the spur of the moment, right? Right. It's heavily technological music because you're using yes. all kinds of tools, yes. mixing loops, things like that, that you cue with your um, with your laptop, really. Yeah. Kind of staggering. Um, this all began thanks to, uh, forgive me, his name is Pak Chang-soo. Yep. Pak Chang-soo is the founder of the festival and already pretty accomplished in the music world. Can you yes. tell me a bit about him? Uh, uh, director Park Chang-soo is a classically trained composer and pianist who has been internationally active since mid-1980s. Um, as a musician, he's uh, one of the leading figures in musical improvisation and experimental music. And he has performed numerous shows worldwide and also served as a music director of well-known music festivals and contemporary dance works. Yeah, it so- he sounds like a one of these sort of arts uh, leaders 
that try to push the envelope, that mm. try to expand the boundaries. Right. And this thing has been going on for several years now under his leadership. Mm-hmm. Yes. You said three years. Did oh, you perform in last year's? Yeah, I, I did in last year. Tell me a little bit about last year's performance. What would you do? I did a three performances called Dream Life. Dream Life. Yeah, and it was about a people's dream, like vivid dream. I asked people to give give me a vivid dream they remember, mm. and um, I converted the dream into music. Good dreams, bad dreams. Ah, uh, usually people remember their nightmares. Yeah, I guess that's true, mm. right? Nightmares are are what stick with you sometimes the next right. day. Um, and uh, you put it together into this piece. We've got a little clip of it from your website. Let's give it a quick listen. So it's, is that a dark piece of music? Would you say it's, uh, would you describe that music as dark? Yeah. Nightmarish? Yeah. Very dark. <laughs> okay. Well, music responds to where you're at at the time, right? And uh, what you're trying to convey. This broader festival... I mean, it's all about what you did in that piece of music. It's about crowdsourcing creativity. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, is there anybody that you reject from the festival? I mean, as long as they've got a good, solid, artistically-minded pitch, um, then they can get into the festival. I guess you're selecting these people based on whether they share sort of the vision of the festival. You don't have to be professional mm-hmm. to, to be part of this festival. As long as you have something to express yourself... Doing what you're good at. I mean, some of the stuff is like talk concerts and things like that. Um, So, I mean, if even if you don't necessarily play an instrument, if you've got something to say, then uh, you can be part of this. Yes, uh, we have a philosopher who has his lecture called like nerd philosophy. Nerd philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is, and he's just going to do like a presentation on. The, the the philosophy that ties nerds together around the world. Right, uh, various, on, on various topics. Uh, what is the spirit that binds this particular festival together rather than, you know, because um, you, can, you can go out into the broader internet and mm-hmm. you can see people streaming themselves doing stuff. What's the filter that brings it down into, into this festival? Would you say it's uh, like an artistic vision or some sort of artistic philosophy? Well, art is not something that you you can experience occasionally, uh-huh. on like or I mean, on a special occasion, like you have a date or you go somewhere, performances or something. Um, but it's actually everywhere. Mm-hmm. But for people, they kind of feel difficult because, like for example, classical music is something luxurious. That's yeah. what is considered to be so. I, what, what, I, what I hear you kind of formulating there is that it's about access, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily have the chance or the inclination to go see, like mm-hmm. classical music or right. whatnot. And to an extent, it sounds to me like it's about distillation, you know. Mm-hmm. The entire world is out there. There's all of this stuff going on. 
and the one month festival sort of aims to distill it right. into one kind of access point yep. that you could see uh, you know a classical musician in France or a you know a jazz musician in Mexico mm-hmm. or whoever clamps on to this thing you've got a pretty impressive track record of um, you know in in last year's thing some 425 concerts in about 28 different countries. I guess we should point out, this is not just, you know, guys in their garage thinking that they can perform. I mean, some of them are. Mm. It could be that. But this, in some cases, these are actual uh, accomplished musicians, orchestras, bands, uh, who have decided to just participate. And, you know, you could be watching live mm. while a paying audience is sitting at the venue watching the same concert, right? Right. So it's really about uh, access in that mm-hmm. sense. Why are you doing so many concerts during this festival? You said you got another 10 coming up. Because I had this idea about the project conversation series and also I want to um, introduce musicians around me that I really like. But someone who people don't really know about. Yeah. And during this festival, I want to introduce them to other people, and I want to, I want, I want people to listen to the surroundings. Listen to the surroundings. Yeah. That's a big theme with you, isn't it? So it's sort of the, uh, it's what we might call like the background noise, the room noise. Right. You know, uh, that's a big thing, like the the wind in the trees mm. and the babbling brook and stuff. Tell me a little bit about your own musical training. I mean, you were trained in in several instruments, right? Yeah, um, played piano, as like just like other Korean kids did, <laughs> and. Um, you sound like you you're not super enthusiastic about the piano at the time because at the time <laughs> it was kind of trend at the time. Yeah, and I I was in a boys choir when I was in elementary school. Really, I sang in a band, a rock band in mi- middle school and high school. Then I switched to a jazz saxophone. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, and I at some point I kind of gave up performing and doing music, and I. Moved to the U.S. to study forensic psychology. Actually, really forensics. <laughs> so after we, <laughs> so now you can track down. You know, you become part of a CSI unit or something like that uh. <laughs> uh, when you're not composing music. One thing, you know, you seem to have t- taken the leap from uh, playing music on traditional instruments to this whole kind of electronic world. Um, you use one of the big programs out there to compose these pieces on your laptop. And right. you're also, I mean, it, it's fair to say when you're doing these live streaming performances, you're also playing them on a real keyboard. Mm-hmm. So you haven't left piano completely behind. No. You're still playing. I actually transfer um, to a music music school. You transferred from forensic <laughs> psychology to, to music again. Yeah, again. I think those piano lessons came in handy then for that. Uh, and then you, you graduated with a music degree? Oh, I had to come back to Korea because of the military service. Ah, uh, yeah. Then I started performing here also. I actually made a debut in New York and I was a student at the same time, but at the same time I performed there. And um Performing in what idiom? You were you were performing like rock or pop? No experimental music. Experimental <laughs> music? Really? Okay. <laughs> So like open mic night or something, you're doing this kind of uh, freeform improvisational yeah. stuff. Yes, right. Did people react well to the, that kind of stuff or what kind of feedback did you get? Yeah, people really liked it. Yeah. It's almost like a 
kind of trance-inducing. Mm-hmm. Is that is what are you going for? Are you sort of you know when you when you improvise on the spot like that? Have you done any preparation, like built any loops or anything like that, or are you purely improvising off the top of your head? No, I didn't bring any. I, I don't bring any preparation because the conversation is ongoing. I mean, it's ongoing thing. You have to react and interact with the sounds you hear right now. So it's interesting because most people don't perceive themselves as hearing a lot of sounds if they're in a normal setting. It's all just sort of background din, you mm-hmm. know. It's not something to react to. It's something almost to filter out. So you've used everything from street and traffic sounds yeah. to sounds of nature. And I guess when you're talking about this abandoned mind thing, mm-hmm. it's not really any sound at all. It's just sort of um, a, a reverb or an amplification of your own sound. Um, but but there's like water drops uh, yeah. coming from the top of the cave uh, really? mine yeah and it makes certain rhythm patterns so okay so if, <laughs> there's your percussion section yeah, right, right there <laughs> experimental music does it change every single time or is it sad music is it i mean i don't i don't picture a lot of people getting together and um dancing to experimental music necessarily <laughs> it's meant to bring about a feeling isn't it yeah um the feelings behind my music it's not really like something that you can enjoy you can dance with at the same time i, I don't think it's a like sad music i don't consider it my music but there's certain quality of loneliness i guess okay something that you're longing for a, a, a sense of longing and loneliness and uh, perhaps it just unlocks something in in so far as it's not the typical hook you know mm-hmm. refrain and bridge and refrain and all of this stuff uh, maybe it it unlocks something different in um, in each of the listeners. Maybe that's what they find in it. Today you've got your show at two p.m. People can uh, listen to that. What else is going on this month uh, in terms of highlights? If if uh, we want to sell some people on getting involved, either as a, a listener or as a participant, what are some of the highlights going on for the rest of the one month festival? Oh, we have regular shows on every Monday and Tuesday, uh, which take place in Dehanglo, uh, art, the artist's house, and um, also in Cafe Songsu in Songsudong mm. and Forest Cafe in Mokdong. Okay. And there will be uh, very qualified performers, classical performers performing their uh, music. So this is more uh, along the lines of a traditional straight ahead concert that people would go to perhaps anyway but it's networked into the one month festival yeah we strongly recommend every participant to live stream their show online so you can basically watch everything on facebook or our website didn't the whole idea for this, didn't Pak uh, Changsu, who started all this stuff initially kind of come up with the concept in his own house or his own living room yeah, it. Um, I must say about like talk about the presenting company of One Month Festival. Uh, it's the house concert, hmm. and it started on July twelfth, two thousand two, in his living room. Yeah, kind of along the idea of uh, salon. You know, the old right. salons where people would get together to discuss literature or to discuss philosophy or poetry. You'd have a little salon gathering to 
it performs some kind of experimental music. Yeah, um, it's not only experimental music. Basically, mostly it's classical music. Classical yeah. music. It's a whole different thing when you get into a small space like that, isn't it? Right. Um, you can feel everything, like the vibrations from uh, in, from the instrument mm-hmm. through the f- floor to your body. It's totally different feeling. You feel more. You feel closer to the musicians and also to the music. So you performed in an abandoned mine. You're going to perform in some kind of natural natural setting today. Do you have any other interesting venues coming up where you're going to use ambient sound? Well, I, actually, I keep it secret until you keep I it secret. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, if you want to uh, unlock the secrets of uh, Che Kang Hee's upcoming planned concerts and also learn more about the festival. Maybe you want to participate in the festival by being uh, the center of a stream. How do people connect with you guys? Yeah, um, saying this, I might sound like a TV commercial. but Well, do it. That's, <laughs> you're here to plug it. Yeah, it's very easy to t- register. Um, you can visit our website, uh, com. And once you get there, you will see the registration button and click it. Then you will be asked to choose one, uh, registering either a show that people can attend in person or a show only available to see via Facebook Live. And after choosing one, you just need to fill uh, the given form, little details about the show and like what you will do, who you, who you are doing it and when it will happen. And there you go. Uh, and then you get sort of a, a note that says you're approved. You are part of the festival now. Yeah. <laughs> and do you consume it via the website or do you, uh, does everybody choose their own sort of distribution platform or does it all come through your website in terms of watching what's going on? You can watch. We use Facebook Live. So you guys have a page for the festival on Facebook and that's where people will patch in their Facebook right. lives. On there. And also on our website. Okay, so both. Yeah. Uh, say the website address one more time. Uh, it's www.onemonthfestival.com. And you can watch Che Kang Hee today, 2 p.m., in a location which I presume you're going to reveal very shortly right. online, uh, playing in the sounds of nature, his experimental music, and lots and lots of other content. Thank you, uh, Kang Hee, for coming in. Uh, thank you for having me here today.